0: Certain magic still lingers in the very name. It speaks of duels in the snow in cold November months. Lombardi had a tremendous record as head coach of the National Football League. There was an energy about him. Yeah, let's go. Whether he motivated through logic or fear,
1: him apart.
2: Lombardi was the greatest leader I've ever known. Could Napoleon have been as successful he didn't have the ego?
3: That's what drives. Him
2: tell you USA it is. It's a happy day at Green Bay. Hup, come on, He had an obsession that was deeper than anyone else's. And the Green Bay are going to be
0: you have to know Vince Lombardi.
2: And if you don't, you don't know history.
0: Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing.
1: My name's Michael McCormick, sports reporter for Look Magazine. My next story is on Vince Lombardi, coach of the world champion Green Bay Packers. He wins practically all the time, and no one knows exactly why or how. It's my job to find out. Of course, it always helps to know a little bit about where it all got started. Here's what I found out so far.
4: Yes, I have a pen now. Thank you for waiting. Um, Where did you say you were calling from? Wisconsin? (laughs) I bet it's cold up there. (laughs) I have no idea. Let's hope I never know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so where exactly are the Packers based out of? I'm sorry, I don't always know the details of these things. Green Bay. Where is that? Oh, never mind. You know, if uh, we ever decide to visit, I'll look it up in an atlas. Yes. Yes, Mr. Vinici, thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Oh, Mr. Vinici, what was this about? Oh. Oh, my. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: Breathe, breathe, I'm tired of it. I can't do it anymore. All these people making decisions. I know football. I know football better than anybody. I just don't think I can do it anymore, Marie. So how was your day? Marie, I coached in, in college. I coached in, in the professional league. I've coached with the Giants. Me and Landry were doing okay, but it just, it just drives me crazy, Marie. Since
4: I, got this, I got this call today, and I...
3: Marie, all I want is a job being a head coach. It's all I've ever asked for. It's all I've ever, ever wanted. And I don't understand why, after all these years with Army, after all these years of success, St. Cecilia's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Vince, why? What? Are you finished? Yes.
4: Jack Finici called today. Who? Jack Venici, he phoned for you. You're at the bank.
3: Oh, Venici. He's with, he's with Green Bay, their personnel guy. That's right. Yeah, he's a good guy. Too bad he works he way out in the middle of nowhere. He's conducting a
4: search, and he wants to give him a call. He, he, I,
3: I don't need to talk to these guys. These guys, he was in a contractual thing a number of years ago with Olanichik, and it never works out, and it's all just crazy all the time, and I don't even understand why they bother.
4: So I'm um, sorry. Marie? You know?
3: I interrupted again. No, it's okay. No, no, I'm really.
4: He, he, he can tell you himself. He wants you to call him as soon as possible.
3: He's a good guy. Re, what's for dinner? Are we going to eat soon?
4: <laughs> I'm going.
3: Where are you going?
4: To get an Atlas.
3: The Lombardi's eldest son, Vince was urged onto a more spiritual path by his mother, Matilda. We've always been made aware of the importance of church. Our grade
2: schools were always Catholic schools. Vin became an altar boy, and he enjoyed it. I don't think he can understand Lombardi without understanding the role of religion in his life.
3: Vince's faith was so profound that at 15 he had visions of becoming Father Lombardi. He even enrolled in a school that prepared teenage boys for the priesthood. But short of completing his study, he had a change of heart.
2: I think he left for a couple of reasons. One is he liked girls, and the other is he liked football, and neither of those could be done at cathedral prep.
3: But rather than abandon his faith, Vince found a way to balance it with football. Rising from the Brooklyn sandlots to high school prominence, he became the first Lombardi to attend college when he accepted a scholarship to the Jesuit school, Fordham University.
2: It was the striving for perfection and the giving of everything that Lombardi took out of the Jesuits and brought to his entire life afterwards.
1: Fascinating. you got to hear this. The oldest of five children, Vince Lombardi, was born in Brooklyn, New York, June 11, 1913. Son of an Italian immigrant raised in a strict Catholic household, Lombardi enrolled in St. Francis Preparatory School, where he was the only starting freshman on the football team. He was a fullback. After that, Lombardi attended Fordham University to study law and, of course, football. While there, he became one of Fordham's seven blocks of granite on the defensive front line. He graduated Fordham in 1937, magna cum laude. He went on to head coach at St. Cecilia's High School in Englewood, New Jersey. Under his reign, St. Cecilia's was recognized as the finest high school program in the nation. Oh. (laughs) And while he was at St. Cecilia's, Lombardi found love. He married Marie. They have two children now, Vince Jr. And Susan, this is when it really gets interesting. 1947, Lombardi left St. Cecilia's, joined the coaching staff at his alma mater, Fordham University. He enjoyed two years there, but Lombardi could not resist the opportunity when he got a call in 1949 to be an assistant coach at the U.S. Academy West Point under the great coach, Red Blalick. He would learn how to combine his own spiritual discipline with the Army's military discipline. More than anything, this helped Lombardi develop what would become the hallmark of his great team's simplicity and execution. It was also at West Point that Lombardi developed a reputation for becoming a tireless workaholic, a trait that helped him finally land a position in the NFL as an assistant coach for the New York Giants says here, he led the Giants to five winning seasons, a league championship in 1956, and only after three years, 1959, Lombardi landed his first head coaching position in the NFL with your Green Bay Packers. From the outset, Lombardi established himself as a coach firmly in charge. His grueling training camps, his hard-edged style, turned the Packers into the most envied franchise of the 1960s. Five NFL championships including victories in Super Bowls one and two solidifies Lombardi as one of the greatest football coaches in history.
3: Nitski Kramer do you guys want to take dancing lessons or do you want to play football? Don't put a guy on the ground, put him in the ground. Let him know that you're there for goodness sakes. Take some laps, take some laps. Off my field, sonny boy, oh, yes. off my sorry. field. Sorry, Don't sorry. cross that line. Do not cross I... that line. Thank you. So Mike, what'd your father do? I hear you want to you interview me? What'd your father do? He was a, he was a, report, uh, he was a reporter, sorry. He, uh, he actually covered you when you were at St. Cecilia's. So Mike, what was his name? Uh, Pete. Pete McCormick. Pete McCormick. Pete McCormick. What a great guy. He worked for the Courier... Courier, Courier Post. Post. That's right. Courier for 40 Post. years. Uh, you time. know, I actually
1: met you a couple, couple of times. Uh, when I was a, a little kid, uh, your Saints were kind of a legend. Did you play ball? Uh, no, I was... Uh, i never forget a s- number. Never forget number 27. No, no. I, I was uh, kind of small as a freshman.
3: Never stopped me. Oh, yeah. I was really small. So, Mike, you got some questions? What is this all about, this article?
1: Well, actually, Mr. Lombardi, I I was just wondering if you could uh, talk to me about football.
3: I'll talk to you about football, Mike. But what I'm going to talk to you about more than football is I'm going to talk to you about your life. You understand life, Mike? Come on, let me tell you about life. Life and football kind of go together. You go to church, Mike? Why don't you go to church? So You got a problem at church or something
0: And you wanted every ounce of ability you had. And he would not relent and he wouldn't stop until you gave it to him. Go ahead now. Yeah. I jumped off sides one time in a scrimmage oh, and he got in my face and he said, Mister, the concentration period of a college student is five minutes, high school is three minutes, kindergarten is thirty seconds, you don't even have that. So where's that put you? Put me checking my shoe shine. I go up in the locker room, sitting there, chin in my hand, elbow me, looking at the floor, thinking, I'm never gonna play for this guy. He came in the door, came across the room, slapped me on the back of the neck, messed up my hair. He said, son, one of these days you're going to be the best guard in football. He turned around and walked away. And that started my motor. With that comment, he allowed me to think about being a great football player. And from that point on, I worked my tail off. I gave him everything I had. It made a profound impact on my life.
3: All right, gentlemen. All right, gentlemen. Settle down. Settle down. At the beginning of the season, we got to go over some things. This isn't just about football, gentlemen. This is about character. This is about how you not only win in this game that we get paid very well to play, but how you're going to win across the board in your life. So I've got some things I wanna set straight in your minds, and I'm gonna pound these things into you throughout the season, but let's just get them straight right now. First, ask yourself tough questions. Gentlemen, you have to know the purpose of your life. You have to know what your life is being controlled by. If you don't know what your life is being controlled by, you're gonna be controlled by everything else. So first, get it in your mind to ask yourself hard questions. Who are you? What do you believe? Where are you going? Where do you want to go with your life? If you get that straight, if you get the purpose thing straight, then everything else is going to fall into line. So let's get that straight first. Ask yourself those tough questions. Expect to be observed, gentlemen. I'm going to be watching you. The coaches are going to be watching you. But bigger than that, Everybody is watching you. People across America are watching you. It's not enough to just be a good player on the field. You gotta be good at what you do in your life. Little kids are gonna watch you. Everybody's gonna look at you when you smile. Everybody's gonna watch what you do when you're out to eat. Pay attention. Whether you like it or not, you're being watched 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And people will know who you are more by what you do than by what you say. Write your character. Write your character. I learned about this word a long time ago when I was at Fordham. Engraving and inscribing are old world concepts that the character word comes from. Character doesn't blink. Character means seeking truth, finding faith and Practicing humility. It means showing respect and compassion for others. It means learning from hardship. It means identifying your heroes. It means seeing good things in others and emulating those good things. There are a lot of people that aren't living up to their potential. Don't make those people your role models or your heroes. Understand that your life is being engraved in others' lives and others' lives are being engraved on your heart. Pay attention to what character means. Gentlemen, total commitment. That doesn't even sound right. But I find that, that the word commitment isn't enough. People are always looking for an excuse. People are always looking for a reason to, to cut a corner or not do something. Total commitment is the only way this works. I studied Latin. The word for commitment is, is, comes from the Latin. It means to cut away from like an incision. When you commit to something, you are cutting away everything else. 100% effort, 100% of the time is what it's gonna take for the Green Bay Packers to win. And that's all I ever expect of you, 100% effort, 100% of the time. Gentlemen, a game is won on just a few plays, and you never know what those plays are gonna be during the season. On any given Sunday, you don't know what those plays are gonna be. That's why it's so important for you to give 100% on every single play, and that is commitment. Gentlemen, you're gonna have to work harder than anybody else, and I'm gonna make sure that you work harder than anybody else, because Right now, there are people that are preparing. There are people that are, that are watching films. There are other coaches that are telling their teams stuff like I'm telling you right now. But we have to work harder than they work. We have to be willing to stay up later. We have to be willing to be at practice longer. We have to be willing to study the playbooks hour after hour after hour. So when I say run it again, it's not something that I'm saying just because I want to see you work hard. It's something I'm saying because we have to perform to our utmost ability every single play, every single week. People are expecting that of us. You're getting paid to do that. This is the way I live my life. Run it again, run it again, run it again. And if you keep running it, sooner or later, you're gonna get better and you're gonna get it right. Do more than other people are prepared to do. And gentlemen, if you're not ready to sacrifice You might as well go home now. Sacrifice means that there's pain, there's turmoil, there's anxiety, stress, there's tension in life, but there's no growth in life without change. And you have to pay the price for that. You've got to pay a price for anything that's worthwhile. Sacrifice means you are willing to do whatever it takes for whatever the day requires, for whatever that game requires that week. And sacrifice means that you're gonna have longings in your heart that you will not be able to satisfy because you're gonna put something else in front of those longings. Gentlemen, sacrifice. Be mentally tough. This is one of the things I've believed in for a long time. I started to think about this even when I was young. Being mentally tough means holding to our goals in the face of pressure and stress. Mental toughness, toughness means seeking out the pressure that can't be avoided anyway. The pressure is going to be there. The pressure is there day in, day out, all the way through the season. You have to seek out that pressure and be energized by it. You have to draw strength from it. It's not the ability to survive a failure that will define you. It's the ability that, that brings you back stronger after you fail. Mental toughness means that you are energized by the pressures of your life. Explain the whys. I'm going to explain the whys to you. I'm going to tell you why I want something. I'm not going to say I demand this or Vince Lombardi wants it this way. I'm going to explain to you the whys because the whys will lead to the plan. And the plan will take us to where we want to go. And this is not just a principle for football. This is a principle if you're, if you're a father. This is a principle if you're a godfather. This is a principle throughout life. Don't demand people Follow what you say. Explain to them why it's important to follow. I make a commitment to you today that I will explain the whys. You will always know why I've asked you to do something. Act, don't react. It's easy to react. Everybody reacts. To act means that you will study the past. But you will live in the present. To act means that you will never stop learning. To act means you will seize every moment. To see what's really in it. You will be defined by each and every moment. Act in the moment according to your principles. Act according to your purpose. Act according to your faith. Don't react. Anybody can react, gentlemen. You will act. And finally, it all comes down to this. You must relentlessly chase perfection. You must chase this like your life depends upon it. And none of us is perfect. And I will announce to you today in this locker room, we will never get there. We will never get there. But by chasing perfection, we will end up at a place called excellence. And excellence is a place where few people ever go. Few people arrive there because most people are unwilling to chase excellence. To chase perfection. Chasing perfection is both a necessary and yet a frustrating part of life. Because you will see something that is unattainable. And as you yearn for it and strive for it, you will grieve over the fact that you can never arrive there. But it's enough to pursue it. And if we pursue it with all our hearts, gentlemen, we will have a winning season. Now, I tell you these things not just because I want you to be a great football team. I tell you these things because I want you to have a great life, because it's more than just a game. All right, hit the showers.
2: He was trying to raise football to the level of those other professions that he thought about but didn't achieve, being a priest, being a lawyer, but the truth is, He incorporated the best of all of those other professions into what he did as a football coach.
0: He taught us a lot more about life than he did about football. He used football to teach life. It wasn't enough to be a football coach. That wasn't what God ordained for him. He had to see himself in a broader perspective, a teacher. And a molder of young men's character.
1: Vincent Thomas Lombardi, arguably the greatest football coach of all time and on the short list of history's greatest coaches, regardless of sport, his ability to teach motivate and inspire his players has turned the Green Bay Packers into the most dominating team of the 1960s. And I think I figured out why. Nothing less than excellence. And it starts the moment you lace up your shoes. Before the huddle, before the clock starts, before you walk out on the field, when you go to bed at night, when you wake up in the morning, you are in a passionate pursuit of excellence until the game disappears and you... Football are won. You know, those first two Super Bowls might have been won by Green Bay, but really, they were won by Vince Lombardi. Here's a man who not only knows how to teach the game, he is the game. Heart, mind, soul. (laughs) In fact,
3: he's bigger than the game, he's Lombardi. In an earthly way, I had success. I had success because I chased perfection all the time in football. I was never perfect, even though I chased it in my own life. I was never perfect. And there were times when I wasn't even excellent. Some days I thought that this was just a game for madmen. And I was the biggest madman of them all. I should have taken some more time for some of those other things that the Jesuits taught me about long ago. I was criticized for for something that I may be most proud of that I finally brought love into the game of football. You see, I realized that unless these men really loved each other, there was no use playing the game anyway. And I'm proud that the relationships that I had with those men lasted long after I was gone. The relationships that they had with each other went on through the, the late decades of their lives. There's one thing that people really didn't understand about what I taught. It was often said that uh, you know, I thought winning was the only thing. And I was quoted for that and it was a defining moment for a lot of people in terms of my career. But that's not what I meant. I may have said it, but that's not what I meant. And I tried to clarify that one day in an interview with Howard Cosell. He asked me if winning was the only thing. And I said, Howard, what I meant and what I've always meant is that if you can go out into any arena of your life, whether that's the arena of your work, whether that's the the arena of your home, whether that's the arena of football. And you can can give 100% of everything you have all the time so that at the end of the day, you can look yourself in the mirror and you can say, I didn't hold anything back. I gave it everything I had. And that's always what a winner looks like. That's what a winner does. They give it all, all the time. That's what I would rather be remembered for. There's never been a day in my life that I didn't think about God and what he means in terms of my my work, my career, my family. I went to church every single morning, every single morning, because I couldn't live a day without putting myself in his hands, the hands that were scarred, the only hands that really make a difference in anybody's life. And it was on those early mornings, especially on those cold mornings before a big game when I would go to church, that I would kneel down and I would say a prayer. And that prayer would guide me through, It would guide me through the mental toughness. It would would guide me through the sacrifice. It would guide me through all things. It was that prayer that I hung on to when there was not much else left to hang on to. So I had a lot of success, the world says. But a greater success is talked about by the Apostle Paul. When he talked about running a race, he talked about persevering, he talked about how in this world, what we live for and what we look for are things that, uh, that are going to be passing away. But when we look at what's perfect and we press on to go after what's perfect, what Christ took a hold of us for, that really is the meaning of life. It's the real meaning of life. That prayer took me through those days. And I'd like to pray that, that with you today. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we also forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. It's more than just a game. It's always more than just a game.
0: It was 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening when I went into his room. He opened his eyes and looked at me, and I went over and... uh, I took his hand and uh, told him how much I appreciated our time together and uh, that he'd had a great impact on my life, and I loved him for that. I took the train down, and he was actually alone. He knew who I was, and and, and he kind of laughed, and I squeezed his arm. And we talked about the weather or anything, what, what do you say? And I remember grabbing him by the arm as I was leaving. He looked at me, and he said, Frank, it really hurts. I usually wake up in the morning listening to Paul Harvey. And uh, I opened up my eyes. It was raining, and I heard. I still can't talk about this. It is a gray day
1: in Green Bay, Wisconsin.
0: I heard Paul Harvey on the radio saying that the heavens were weeping in Green Bay because Vince Lombardi had passed away.
1: They said the town ran on Lombardi time, 15 minutes ahead of everywhere else. And elsewhere, in an era in which many sought to deify the common man, some of us continued to thrill to the accomplishments of the uncommon ones. Rockne, Leahy, Bud Wilkinson, Bear Bryant and the incomparable Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi, and his uncompromising determination to be the best, could not alone inspire us all. Let that be his epitaph.
0: Man should get, maybe at the end of his life, one testimony. Everybody should go through it once. Once is enough. As far as myself is concerned, I know my future happiness has to be uh, some other place. I want to try to do those things as well as I can here in order to attain someday maybe a greater happiness. That's about the size of it.
3: It's always more than just a game my friends we enjoy doing this with you today thank you so much Thank you so much. Please have a seat. Vince Lombardi, in some ways, is an enigma. Why did he win everywhere he went? Why did, why did winning just follow him? It was because of something that was inside of him. And people are still trying to figure that out and write books about it. And, and today he'll be a big figure, a bigger figure than maybe he's ever been on the stage of Super Bowl 45 with Green Bay playing. But the thing that really interests me about Lombardi and as always is that there's so many of these principles that carry over for the church, that carry over into our lives. And so I'm never gonna stop challenging you to sacrifice. I'm never going to stop challenging you to be mentally tough. I'm not gonna stop challenging you to pray and give it everything you have to find your purpose in life and to realize your purpose in Christ. And in that way, we'll not just bring faith and Lombardi together, but we'll be a church that really makes a difference in the world because it's always, always, always more than just a game.